Welcome everyone to the JNR Basketball Podcast, available on underdogpodcast.com. Uh, my name is John. I am the host. I am joined by my co-host Ronnie, and we are we are back from the All Star break and feeling refreshed. At least I am, Ronnie. How are you doing? Yeah, good. As as nice a little break. It was nice taking a break from fantasy basketball for a little bit, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the week off. I you know not checking it every morning to see like ah oh, crap this yeah. guy laid a goose egg. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, so it was good. And then I went to Disneyland, so that was cool. Took the kids and everything. And it wasn't too crowded either, too, I think, because most people were in school still, even though it was like President's Day weekend. So that was yeah, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice little vacation. Nice little vacation. The players got a nice little vacation in Indiana. I'm not sure that that is the the best destination to uh, to go on vacation, but <laughs> yeah. I've never been. So maybe it when is. it was freezing, it was like one of the coldest temperatures. And yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was all, yeah. they're just <laughs> talking funny. about how it's below freezing and stuff when they were there. And as we learned in a couple episodes, the the Pacers, actually, we put, we cut that out. The Pacers are one of the only teams that have a state name instead of a city name. So the oh, Indiana Pacers. cut that out. Yeah. I cut that out, Ronnie. Butchered it. You made me question life. <laughs> it was rough. You should explain that. So, yeah, Jonathan gave me the pop quiz and everything. It was really simple. Uh, all I had to do was name, like, which which team had, like, the the same same name as their state, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. There, I, it was, there was, like, three was teams horrible. that don't have... A city name, they have a state name instead. Yeah. And you were like, the Orlando Magic. I'm like, no, Orlando's not a state. It's a city. Oh, got it. Denver Nuggets. And I just contemplated yeah. so many things. Yeah, it was horrible. So there we go, guys. Uh, I cut that out for, for obvious <laughs> obvious reasons. Uh, my wife was in the next room when we recorded that. She's like, you sounded mad at Ronnie. And I was like, yeah. I was furious. <laughs> you, you should you should put that at the end of this podcast, or like a bloopers episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. just or, be like, here, here's, yeah. here's that little tidbit that we discussed. Yeah, this is why I cut it out. <laughs> Enjoy. <Yeah. laughs> I should play the whole thing where I explain it to you again. Yeah, and you then should. We, we restart it, and I just have so much anger in my. <laughs> I mean, you have to now. I mean, if they're yeah, gonna hear I this, do. you're no, like, oh, no, now no, we gotta I'll... hear it. We, I've been trying to get a Patreon page up. Maybe that'll be a special treat for our, our Patreon subscribers. I can oh, get yeah. that on there. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Ronnie, what, what, with a short week, let's hopefully, maybe, we have less news. You said you have a ton of news, so I don't know. But let's, let's go ahead and get started with the news. Yeah, all right. So we're going to start. Uh, first off, uh, Nurkic played against Draymond Green again. Uh, this, so we're, we're going back a couple weeks ago. We're going to lead up to oh, what Way was, back in time, yeah, yeah. Right, this is why I'll go now. But um, so they played against each other, and then Nurkic says it's sad. Draymond Green he hasn't learned anything. So <laughs> basically, they were going at it again. Um, Nurkic had was slapping the floor, saying that Draymond was too small after he scored over him, and then Draymond did the same thing to Nurkic, and they're just going at each other. So, and then Nurkic says it's just a matter of time. He's going to knock somebody else again. I take everything back from what I said. He doesn't. He don't deserve a chance. I kind of thought that was interesting that he said that after that matchup. So. Yeah, I, I kind of think he's right. And I think Green got in his head, though. I mean, that's yeah. part of the Draymond Green experience is to talk trash and, and get in players' heads. I, if I recall correctly, Draymond had a better game than Nurkic. So yes, I mean, I mean, yeah, that they the Suns lost. So yeah, yeah. So I think maybe Nurkic was just frustrated because they lost too. So who knows? But yeah. I just found that local interesting. And then uh, there was a, a big foul that happened. Uh, this was a game against the Miami Heat and the Celtics where uh, Brown, Jalen Brown, he kind of tore Duncan Robinson's arm off a little bit where it was, it was really weird. It's towards the end of the game and uh, Miami Heat, um, it, was, uh, it was 110 to 106 and Miami lost that one. 
And it was just really weird because like they kind of, so Brown, he, how do I explain it? So Robinson had his arm out. He was just holding Brown back for like kind of guarding for a rebound. And then Brown just kind of like yanked his arm to where I thought, I thought Robinson's shoulder was going to come out of his socket, you know? And it was a really weird situation. And then he Brown ended up, was assessed a flagrant one. Then after the game, you know, Robinson was like, that was a really dangerous foul. Like, he shouldn't be doing that. That, that could have, I mean, he really could have broken his arm. So it was kind of very interesting to, to see that, very excessive. And yeah, you got to be careful about that. I mean, it, it could be, I mean, I thought it should have been more than a, a flagrant, just the way he ripped his arm out, you know, and uh, Robinson went to the ground, of course, you know, he just laid down on the ground forever, like NBA players do nowadays, which I hate, by yes. the way. <laughs> but Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know, just found that interesting. That's... That's interesting, and I don't know if you're going to talk about the. And if you are, I'll, I'll stop talking. Are you going to talk about the Heat and the Pelicans brawl? Yeah, I will. I will get to that, but that's a, a different okay. game. So yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah, a, yeah, no, that's a different game. Yeah. But it's just interesting that the Heat's involved with both of these. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, we got that one. Did you see Wembenyama's ten block triple double? I did. Yeah, against that the Raptors. Was- that was insane, and it, he was what a couple of assists away from a quadruple double, which would have been really right. cool as well. So yeah, that that happened twelve days ago. Uh, that was just I just wanted to throw that in there. Ten blocks is ridiculous in the first insane. place, and yeah. yeah, so he had twenty seven points, fourteen rebounds, ten blocks, and you hear about these triple doubles, but never when it's has never ten blocks. Very rarely, rarely is it ten blocks. Yeah, there's yeah. only I think uh, there's just a handful. I, I remember looking this up at one point in time. And and seeing it, maybe we talked about it before a quadruple double when we thought he was going to yeah. be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we kind of researched that, that. Did you see that Wemby has joined the five by five club? Are I you familiar saw with that. The five by five club. Yes. Yeah. So the five by five club is uh, five or more points, assists, rebounds, steals, and blocks. So all of those categories, you have at least five. And this is the first time it's been done since 2019 when, speaking Correct. of the of uh, Nurkic, was the last person to do it in 2019 when he, he was with the Trailblazers. So, oh, cool. I didn't know not, it was Nurkic. Not a super... I mean, if you look at this list, there's some like, oh, wow, Hakeem Olajuwon's on this list. Yeah. Oh, wow, um, Julius Irving's on this list. And then you're like, oh, Draymond Green is on this list. And <laughs> yeah, Nicholas there's other Batum players. is on this list. Right. It's just like, just it's a, not necessarily... Uh, yeah, it's not a fluke. I mean, it's it's great to get those. Yeah, maybe it is a fluke. It, it's not a an indicator of great success. Like so many people like to look at, it's like the last person that did this was Hakeem Olajuwon. This guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. No, a lot of nobodies have made have joined the five by five club. Yeah, it's still an impressive feat. There's only a handful of people in it, but it's not an indicator of greatness. But from what I saw too, um, he did it back to back games, and he was the first player to do that since Michael Jordan. I don't think he did back to back five by five games yeah he did that he was the first player in nba history to do my... it since michael jordan so i thought that was kind of cool we're talking so... about two different things ronnie because no? michael jordan is not on the five by five What's... club let me go back here i'm just going by memory it says so back to back five steals and five blocks per game yeah so they yes. both are five steals and five blocks is different than the five by five club where you had Five or more points, assists, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Oh, okay. Well, he's the first player since Michael Jordan to do that. Five blocks and five steals. Back-to-back games. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Okay. So, That's yeah. Cool. I was close to what you were talking about, but... <laughs> it's, 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 there's, there's some overlap. Yeah. Um, and Wemby has 10... He has... Yeah, he's, he's doing... He's better at defense. He's definitely getting more comfortable with the game, I guess. We'll just say that. Is, yeah. He's getting more blocks and more steals, so he's he's starting to... 
And if you watch The Matrix, he's starting to believe that uh, he might be as good as as everyone thinks that he's going to be. I like it. All right. And then the Knicks, uh, uh, they actually filed a protest after the refs botched Brunson foul. So there was some weird thing where Brunson, you know, obviously he went up for a, a shot, you know, and they thought he was supposed to get called for a foul, but he didn't. And so now the Knicks uh, filed a protest after this, and uh, I'm kind of waiting to see if anything comes from this. I was crew chief Ed Malloy. He he admitted post game that the foul called on Knicks star Jalen Brunson was, e- what's this word, erroneous? <laughs> erroneous, <laughs> and, meaning it wasn't real. Yeah, and and should not have resulted in Houston's game winning free throws. So okay, so maybe it was a little different. Maybe it must have been. Uh, Brunson, Brunson must was have, called for a foul. Yeah, yeah must yeah. have been called for a foul that. Yep. Okay, my bad. But yeah, so that tied the contest and then, yeah, the foul, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, that happened. I'm waiting to... So when you file a, a protest like that, like, what what do they expect to come from this? Like, do they think they're going to go they're back? I don't know what they're able to do, right? right? Are they able to overturn the results of the game? Right. Which, or do I, they I, play, I, like, the last... 10 seconds of the game or something like that <laughs> i don't know because like if you think about it and again it's, it's follow the money right las yeah. vegas has paid out all of those bets that the rockets win, oh yeah the rockets won they have paid out you know i, I don't know what the spread was if, if they covered a, a whole bunch of bets have been paid out if they go and undo that that's gonna cost them so much money yeah so i could see so it's impossible them just being like oh that that sucks um and that's happened before it's happened in college football i remember being a big deal oh, okay. where i think usc was involved where then they changed the score of the game and anyone they basically had a double payout people that won initially and then the people mm. that won after they made the change and vegas was like yeah we kind of got hosed but i guess that's the cost of doing business sometimes i don't know yeah it's I don't know what they're able to do. Um, that we probably should have looked that up beforehand. But um, if they're able to overturn the game, that's that's huge. I don't think they yeah. would want to do that. I think that's like a last, last resort. Yeah. But with the referees and everything admitting to it and things like that, it's kind of interesting. And and how come well, they I mean, didn't they do, challenge it? They do the two-minute reviews. Right. right. They do the two-minute reviews all on all games <clears> that are close. <throat> and if you look through any of those, you'll see games, you know, you know, correct non-call or, or there sh- was a non-call and it should have been a call. There's yeah. always little little things like that that could change the course of a game. I guess if this was the very, very end of the game, you could say it, it definitely did. But ah, I don't know. I think yeah. – it's just the, the the human officials make errors, and that's part of the game. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so and I I saw this in the news. I found this interesting. The Warriors made a late push for LeBron at the end of the trade deadline. Yeah, I saw so, that too. Yeah, I was, I was just like, man, imagine LeBron like going to the Warriors, and that that would suck. First of all, I would hate to see that. <laughs> I mean, because be it's just so like crazy. Kevin Durant going there, you know? Like I, I hated that when that happened. You yeah. know, and having LeBron there, that's kind of stupid too. But yeah, I just found that a little interesting i'm glad it didn't happen but i kind of also find it interesting that the warriors are like in the market for like a big superstar like that again too with the way their team is right now so yeah they're well, be, looking LeBron, to make some changes you know it's short term right right because you know he's not going to be around for a lot of time playing so that makes more sense to get an aging superstar where they're like trying to trade to get palo bancaro or something like that that doesn't make any sense yeah yeah, it's, so what I'm reading here, it says Warriors forward Draymond Green reportedly encouraged owner Joe Lacob to approach Lakers owner Jenny Buss about a swap for based on James' apparent public frustration. So, I don't know, I guess Draymond had to say in that too. That's kind of weird. Oh, I wonder how real it was. Like, the yeah. Warriors were interested. Were the Lakers just like, yeah, get out of here. We're not, we're not taking calls on that. Right, right. 
Okay, and then the Suns became the last NBA team to acquire a G League affiliate. So the Phoenix Suns have acquired the right to own and operate their own G League franchise. So that's pretty cool. And you、oh, know,、cool. I remember the Suns had a G League a long time ago, but I don't know what happened to it. But now they they got it back again. So I'm glad to see that. So um, yeah, they're gonna have a G League. I'm I'm excited for that. All right. Next in the news,、uh, did you hear what happened with Isaiah Stewart from the Detroit Pistons and Drew Eubanks? Yeah. Okay, with the Suns, that、Throwing、was、fists. so weird. So I guess、uh, before the game even started, in some hallway, like in the parking garage, yeah, and I thought ex- it was exactly, yeah, it was. I, I guess、uh, I don't know why why this happened, but all of a sudden, <laughs> Isaiah Stewart went up to Drew Eubanks and just sucker punched him. And the, I'm sure the, there is more to it than that. <laughs> that's that doesn't happen. That's the part I heard, but I don't know. I know, like I'm waiting to see more details on it. That's all I got so far. I heard that there was a sucker punch, and then police were called, and then、um, Stewart was arrested, and he, yeah, he he didn't play this game. So、uh, I don't know. Just a, a weird situation, and yeah, he was. He arre- was suspended for three games, Isaiah Stewart, as a result. Yeah, of later on, yep. After yep, that was like、on. after the All Star, yeah. So I, I waited like a week before he was even assessed that. But yeah, Stewart was arrested for assault and issued a citation and released. The investigation remains active. Police Sergeant Phil Kreisky said in a statement. So the reason for the, behind the dispute is still unknown. It says here. So yeah, still waiting on that. It was just really weird, and I don't. God, these like Isaiah Stewart isn't like he's been injured for one, so he hasn't been playing in the first place. He's been then, out since Jan,、uh, end of January. Yeah, and then Drew Eubanks, like he's not like a sun star or anything. Like he's、no. a backup center、no. for Nurkic. <laughs> so.、Yeah. I don't know where that came from. That was just really interesting. Maybe my only guess is that something happened where they they were probably like road raging, you know, and then they ended up in the parking structure together, and he took out his road rage、uh, right there. That's only my guess. I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah, this is that the two players were arguing, and then it escalated, and Stewart punched Eubanks. So, yeah, I have no idea. Well, the, why are they? I don't know. Why are、yeah. they able to be in the same place at the same time before a game? Yeah, that someone's too. Someone saying it was unprovoked and sucker punch. I don't know. You never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, there's probably some, probably some、um, history between these guys. I would assume. That's、uh, yeah. That's what I think too. And then another thing that happened in this game too that wasn't really talked about.、Uh, Devin Booker he was ejected in the first quarter of this game too as well. Uh, by the way, the the Suns won. They they beat the Pistons, thankfully too. So <laughs> they did win this game. Yeah,、yes. that would have been the ultimate salt on wound, <laughs> right?、Just、But like, it, man, Booker got ejected. And- yeah, and it was really weird ejection. I feel like Booker always gets ejected for nothing. Like he just he was just talking. He didn't like do anything. He was just like talking about the foul, and you know, it's like bullcrap. You know that he got called for a foul, and then he got ejected because he was assessed a technical before that too. And then Frank Vogel was sus- also. Assessed a technical after complaining about Booker's ejection. So yeah, it was just nonsense. I suspect he was complaining, and the refs gave him a warning saying, "Hey, we don't want to hear it. Knock it off." And then he just didn't. So yeah, it, yeah. It's like your kids, right? If they do something, hey, knock it off, and they keep doing it, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. So, Booker, and then Booker's like a kid; he's <laughs> learning to get in trouble sometimes. But he he's always a kid that gets in trouble for like hardly doing anything. You know, like there's some kids like Draymond. You know, who no 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 Draymond will always be in people's faces. He'll be yelling at the rest and everything, and they just kind of like let it go. They're like, well, that's Draymond. And then Booker was like, that's a bullcrap call. Technical ejected. You know, just like <laughs> <laughs> right away. Immediately, there are times where LeBron gets away with a lot too. I, I will agree that it's not. Fairly、um, distributed across the players, like which ones are allowed to and which ones aren't.、Yeah. But if they gave him a warning and told him knock it off, 
then yeah, they're they're going to they're going to call. But yeah, why why was the warning so short? Who knows? Yeah, well, why don't they tell Draymond to knock it off? Otherwise, he's going to be ejected more often because of the way he acts. But because anyways. it's entertaining when Draymond <laughs> tackles somebody on the it's court. Stupid. Um, the Clippers head coach Tyron Lue was also ejected in the fourth quarter Wednesday against the Golden State Warriors. Um, so he he had an altercation between both teams and things, and yeah, it's just a. Uh, Tensions Repu and Clippers center Mason Plumlee appeared frustrated by not getting a foul call and then responded with a hard foul on Warriors rookie Brandon Pozmensky. By the way, he's starting now, that guy, rookie Brandon. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. But anyways, um, so yeah, Tyron Liu got ejected as well too. And then later on, he got fined for that. I think it was $35,000. So yeah, he's uh, at least Booker didn't get fined. <laughs> Going back to that thing. <laughs> yeah. So I found that Where interesting. Where does that find money go? I think it just goes into the pocket of Adam Silver. And then maybe into the ref's pockets too as well. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it just goes straight to the Golden State Warriors because... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA and the NBA Players Association first equally splits the fines from players with half going to the Players Association and half going to the league. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So Tucker was fined $75,000 for a public trade request. The NBA fined Los Angeles Clippers forward PJ Tucker $75,000 for publicly expressing a desire to be traded to another team. This is announced Thursday. So he had Tucker wasn't playing at all for this team um, since uh, November 27th, it says. So he's just been frustrated and uh, yeah, he wanted to yeah. find a new home. And then it cost him $75,000. I just think of seventy five thousand like that's a lot of money to me, you know. But that's a lot of money to these yeah. guys, you know. I mean, <laughs> I do, do, do they like do they get mad at that, or do they? Or just like whatever, like it's worth it anyways. <laughs> I mean, I would get fined when like my HOA charges me twenty dollars. So I, I imagine it's some of it's just the principle of it. Yeah, right? right. It's not necessarily the amount. It's just uh, so maybe maybe it is like twenty dollars to him. Yeah, but still, it's just like oh come on. Yeah, exactly. It still still gets under your skin. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so Thompson, he he got sent to the bench, right? Um, he's been coming off the bench, and um, on a, 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 but this is a game against the Utah Jazz on Thursday. Um, the Golden State Warriors won 140, 137, but Clay Thompson had a season high 35 points and 28 minutes off the bench. I find that interesting. And if you remember, remember when Westbrook he was starting for the Clippers, but then they sent him on the bench, and then coming off the bench, like he started doing really well too. So. I, I just wonder, like, how many other big superstars are going to maybe consider this, doing this, because it's better for the team, obviously, you know? So, I just kind of, I don't know, find it interesting that... Also, too, like, Thompson, like, if he's coming off the bench, he's not playing against the starters either, too, because they're probably doing their first, first sub-ins. And so, yeah. you're playing against, like, the second guys, so maybe that's a reason why you're going to score better and look better, too. So, I don't know. I just, uh, I've just found that interesting. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, sure. No, I, I we've we talked about this before. I don't think the most important minute of the game is the last minute of the fourth quarter, uh, because that's you know when you're trying to close out the game. That's when you want your best players on the court. The least important minute is the first minute of the game, aka whoever is starting. So I always find it weird that they don't sort of shift those rosters around and have you know maybe three or four quote unquote starting players, and then some of the other ones come in and subs. See, just, it doesn't matter when they play to me. It's just as long as you have your best people in. If I was uh, a coach, game. I would have my second string guys start the game, and then, <laughs> and then I would sub in my my first starters. Uh, you know, after like five minutes of the game, well, you can't do that. When everyone's keep the game close, nope. Right? 
That's how I'm going to win nope, games. That's not my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how it's going to be. The old rope dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Next in the news, uh, Kevin Durant. He wants to be part of Seattle's expansion team. So there's been some talk about Seattle getting their expansion team. Yep. Bringing back the Supersonics, and that's where Kevin Durant started too. I would love to see Kevin Durant going back to the team that. You know, he once started on as a rookie, and then they got rid of that team, and then they brought it back, kind of like they did with the Charlotte Hornets, you know, how, how they did that. Yeah. But uh, this is a much better team, I think, to be a part of, though. So, interesting that he's saying that, too, when he's playing now, for the Suns, too, as, as well. Is he saying that as a he wants to go back as a be involved as a player, or he wants to be involved as, like, an ownership? Oh, you know, I don't know exactly. I didn't, it didn't say that in an article. Okay. But, um... Because yeah. that's totally different, and I could, that makes sense that you know he'd, he'd want to go back that way. As a player, I feel like that's a weird thing to say, and if P.J. Tucker got fined, yeah. then certainly Kevin Durant should get fined for that as well. Well, he's, he says, this is his quote, he says, I believe it'll be back, I believe it'll be part of an expansion in the league, and to help run the team and help guide the team as they come back into the league. I would absolutely love that. When I retire, obviously, that's a dream come true. There we go. When he retires. Perfect. So he wants to be like a front office. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful, Kevin. <laughs> Love you. Um, I just had a there listener too. This is when my news. So, you know, Patrick Beverly and how much I love him. And Always. Yeah. you know how Scott Foster is known for being one of the most disliked referees in NBA, right? Sure. So <laughs> Patrick Beverly says, Scott Foster is my favorite referee. I'm just like, of course he would say <laughs> that. He's so stupid, you know? <laughs> So, it's just broken bears. Yeah. I know. And of course, it makes the news and I come across that and, you know, my blood starts to boil. So I'm like, oh, he's so dumb. So I, I, I just had to throw it in there. It's just so dumb. Whatever. <laughs> but okay. Going back to this is the game that you mentioned earlier. So between the Miami Heat and the New Orleans Pelicans, there was yes. four ejected in this game. And things got really weird in this game. Do you want to explain what happened to this? Like with Kevin Love and Zion? I I don't fully know that I understand everything that happened. So there, there was a, um, oh shoot, I just lost the, the video here. So there was a foul and Zion went down pretty hard. So I think Zion scored, the Pelicans scored, Kevin Love inbounded or got the rebound. Let's see. Uh, Zion got the rebound, Kevin Love. Yeah, I don't know. Kevin okay. Love well, here, I'll, I'll, and I'll, Zion kind of got into an altercation, but it almost turned into like a malice at the palace with fans getting almost. involved and everything. Well, so so from what I saw, Zion was going up for, like he was right under the hoop, right? And then Kevin Love was just kind of trying to bear hug foul him, right? Like he didn't want him to score. Yeah. He was just making sure that Zion didn't score. And you have to with Zion because it was so big. So it, was, it wasn't like a big foul, but the way it happened was uh, when Kevin Love when Kevin Love put his arms around him and Zion went up to kind of like dunk it or put the ball in, well, Zion fell to the ground and it looked like Kevin Love threw him to the ground, which wasn't the case. It just looked like it. So everything got blown out of proportion. And then every, like it almost looked like Zion slipped when his foot landed back on the floor. So it was kind of really weird. But both teams just like went right into each other. And then... So they, they definitely, the Pelican players charged in to, to protect Zion, yeah. which you have to do. Right? Yeah. And then Jimmy intercepted them. And that's kind of what led to the whole, the whole initial ruckus. Right. Uh, who's the guy? Marshall. He, he was yeah, it him that put yep. his necks around uh, his hand around Jimmy Butler's neck. Correct. Najee Marshall and Jimmy Butler kind of got into it right at the foul line. Yeah. Uh, initially. And then, yeah, just kind of a, a rampage of players. And then a fan, I don't know what, where he came from even. 
I don't know about the fan issue. I didn't I didn't even see that part. I saw some fans yelling and everything, but I didn't see any fans come up like onto the court or anything. Did he come onto the court? There was a player that came onto the court and then a fan threw a cup at another player oh, okay. and all the players kind of pointed him out and he, he was taken away by security. Uh, so that was sort of part of the ruckus. But then I think it exploded again. Maybe not. They're just showing the replays. But there was just multiple. It, it was tough to get them separated. Yeah. And it, to me, I, I agree with you. It was a bear hug. It was an obvious foul to prevent him from getting an easy bucket because he's not the greatest three throw shooter. Yeah. You, you foul him instead of giving him an easy bucket. I don't think he threw him down to the ground at all, but I also don't think Zion necessarily like flopped. I think he just, maybe he slipped. Maybe he didn't slip. I don't know. Kevin Love has been in the league for a long time. I don't think he has a reputation for being a dirty player. Yeah. No, he wasn't playing dirty. He was just stopping a big guy who could dunk over him, you know? Yeah. So he was just like, well, I got to make sure he doesn't score. I got to foul him good, you know, because he could just throw it up and make it, you know? But anyways, uh, overall, the pillars that were uh, ejected was Butler, Bryant, Marshall, and Jose Alvarado. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Four players to be ejected in this game. That's that's kind of crazy. And um, I don't even remember who won this one. Who won it? <laughs> I was trying to look at the score. I, I, don't even, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even say anything in there. It doesn't say who won or anything. But uh, I think the Miami, I, I think Miami lost and New Orleans beat them. But uh, I Miami won 106 to 95. <laughs> See, of course I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting. Oh, it's yeah. Crazy there it game. is. Miami yeah. eventually prevailed 106 to 95. There it is. The last part. Okay. Oh, Miami. It says their fifth victory in six games. That's cool. Good job. They are actually stepping it up. They were doing horrible at first. Yeah. Okay. A couple of other things. Durant passed Anthony. Um, this is a, uh, what's his name? Anthony. Uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. For ninth on the NBA scoring list. So good job, Kevin Durant. And Wemby became the 15th NBA player to record the 5x5 five five stat line. So I didn't know that he was a 15th NBA player. I didn't know it was that rare to do that. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got for the news. And then right. I, well, I, I got a of... bunch of, uh, you know, the all-star stuff. So Ah, skip that for now. <laughs> we'll get back into it. Maybe, maybe we will, Ronnie. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this, and I sent you the video. You know, speaking of Kevin Durant in Dallas, did you see the fan? And this is going to be, um, if you have kids in the car or whatever, this is going to be some cursing here. Did you see the Mavericks fan that yelled? Well, I know you did because I sent it to you. That Katie, you're a bitch, as he yeah. walked onto the court. Yeah, and then Kevin Durant stopped and confronted them, and this, the awkwardness of her, like, "Hey, give me a high five. <laughs> while whatever guy he was with was like, "Please don't kill us <laughs> or get us kicked out of the game." sort of mentality what do you think what is your take on that should should he have confronted her should she have said that what what i i kind of I, I struggle with that line of yeah you're a fan you paid for a ticket you can yell at the players but then i was thinking like <clears throat> i would hate it if i was walking to work or walking from my car to work and someone just yells you're a bitch as i'm trying to go do my job i just feel like that's inappropriate yeah um so i wanted to kind of see what are some appropriate and inappropriate things in your mind that somebody in that position could say to a player and, and where does it kind of cross the line? So I guess we'll start yeah. with Katie, you're a bitch. Is that acceptable or unacceptable in your eyes? Well, first of all, I really liked what he did. I, I like the fact that he stopped and turned around because there was this, this was not a full stadium at all. Like this is just a couple. This is like warmups yeah, coming onto warmups. Right. Yeah. yeah. There was like nobody else except for them. So it's not like you couldn't figure out who it was, you know, I think it was, <laughs> it was a more full arena and someone said it, you just like keep going because you're not going to know yeah. who really said it, you know, but it was just them. He turned around, saw them, went up to them, confronted them. 
and yeah, they're they're just kind of like, hey, uh, yeah, high five. Crumbled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just were so yeah. uncomfortable with it, and because they didn't think they were actually going to get called out for their bad behavior. Right. And the reason I liked it so much is because then you realize, hey, this Kevin Durant is an actual human being. You can't just say these things to the person, you know. So yeah. I think they came to that realization, and then Kevin Durant was also, you know, <laughs> he saw them like just with their two beers in their hands, you know. He's just like, okay, well, they're obviously drinking and they're just having fun, you know, but. So I think that's why he didn't have them ejected from the stadium. He also said that too. He was like, well, they also, you know, they pay their ticket. You know, I'm not going to have someone ejected for that, you know, but, uh, they just got to realize like, Hey, I'm a human being too, you know, so you can't just treat people like that. So I, I overall, I, I like it. So you like the way he handled it, but do you like the way, do you think what they said to him as he came out on the field is acceptable or unacceptable? Um, I think there's a lot worse things that could be said. So sure, 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 sure. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go into that. But I, like that specifically, I, I think it's very. Do you think that that's? I, I think it's very unnecessary. Like at the beginning of the game for warmups to yell that at somebody. Like it. I I don't I don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think there's okay. any reason for anyone to yeah, say that. That's what I'm looking for. Is it, it, you you're saying it's unnecessary or, or unacceptable? Yeah. So then I was trying to think what what is acceptable and what is unacceptable. If that's the line. So then I thought. <laughs> As the Suns players are coming out, if you're just going, boo, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's acceptable, right? Because you're a fan and the you're booing the opposing team. Do you feel that that's acceptable or unacceptable? Yeah, it, it's. I think it is, but maybe that's because that's how I grew up. I feel like yeah, a lot yeah. of people nowadays don't think that's acceptable. Like a lot, a lot of younger crowds. You don't crowds. think booing is acceptable? No, I, really? I, I do, but I think a lot of... Well, you don't think other people do? Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of younger people don't think that's acceptable. I think that's like crossing a line now, but I'm like, whatever, like it's just, that's just part of the game, you know? Well, I mean, we're not talking like a kid's Little League game, right? These are, yeah, okay, <clears throat> I see what you're saying. Just a younger crowd, I, the, the younger yeah, generation. I, I'm fine with booing because you're not singling out or personally attacking a, a certain player. Um, so I would be okay with booing because that's part of the game, right? You, yeah. you know, you're obviously on the road. You're going to get booed. I don't have a problem with that. If you called out a specific player and said like, Katie, you suck. Is that in your mind? Is that something you would think is acceptable or unacceptable? No, I think that's acceptable. I mean, just because like, so Katie, you suck is good. Just, okay. As, as a crowd, like when they're, when someone is coming into your home court, I feel like you have to be able to say certain things to them to kind of like sure. get in the head yeah. and just like. Bring, to let them bring, know bring that their, you're on Bring the them road. down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. But, yeah, when it starts coming to, like, words that you don't want to say around kids, I think that's probably where my line is. <laughs> that's where that's where the line is for you? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if I would call out a specific player and say, Katie, you suck. Because in my mind, that's, that's too uh, personal. But then I probably... I, I mean, I would maybe say, you suck! You yeah. suck! As they were coming out, yeah. mixed in with booze. But I don't know if I would specifically call out. It reminds me of, do you remember when Russell, it was in Phoenix too, when Russell Westbrook, somebody called him West Brick and he confronted them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, and how that guy also folded like a, like a wet napkin. Yeah. Um, it, that's, again, that's, I don't know that I would call him West Brick <laughs> because that's just, so, it's just so personal and so mean. And I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too nice of a person well, <laughs> to do something like and that. And I think the reason people I, say these things is because they're hidden in the crowd to say that, right? Like you could just say these yeah, things and not get caught. But if it's that's if the it's problem, if you're right? gonna say it, yeah. like if it's something that you wouldn't say to the guy's face, then you probably shouldn't say it. I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, I just think the generic boo goes. Yeah, go like like would you boo Kevin Durant like in his face? Like <laughs> I might. I mean, like if he was like the opposite, like like Patrick Beverly, I'd probably boo him in his face. 
You would boo him in his face yeah. and you would get knocked out. <laughs> exactly, right. right. And if I, I probably say, like, you, you suck, you know, I, I probably say that. As a f- yeah, I, I guess I guess what I'm just trying to say is just be nice to people, guys. Yeah, but I but <laughs> I would somebody. But I wouldn't say yeah. like Patrick Miller, you're a bitch. I wouldn't say that. That'd be like you would say that's the line, line but you would yeah. boo. Yeah, you would boo him to his face. Yeah. Okay, there we go. That's Ronnie's line. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about is this is somewhat related to the All Star Game. Have you ever heard of this Hall of Fame probability? No, what's that? So we're going to talk some math here. So you know I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody came up with a formula and they applied this formula to a player and it did, comes up with their ho- the probability that they will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Okay. So we'll talk about what makes that <clears throat> in first. But there are current four players, currently four players that are active in the NBA that have a Hall of Fame probability of 100%. Can you guess those four players? <laughs> No, <laughs> like ac- active players, did you say? Four, four active players that have a Hall of Fame probability of 100%. Um, so let me Le- give you an Le- example. LeBron Real James. Cool. LeBron James, 100%. Yes. Kevin LeBron Durant. James, Kevin Durant, that's a number two. Yep. Steph Curry. Steph Curry, number three. Look at you nailing these. And this one, the last one's the toughest. Yeah, that, that is tough. Um, has to be someone that's been in the league for a long time who's really Correct. established themselves. Uh, yep. They don't have a championship where the other other three do. Jimmy Butler? This one. Not Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has a championship. Oh, yeah. My bad. Nope, I don't know that one. Chris Paul is the fourth one. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. So then when you look at some of these other ones, so James Harden is like 99.9%, another one that doesn't have a championship. Russell Westbrook just below them. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to guess what Devin Booker's percentage is? Uh, probably like 10%. Nobody respects him. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half percent based wow. off this Yeah, formula. see, look at that. Two and a half percent. So it's it's kind of weird to look at. And and I remember way back we talked about Sean Marion and should or should he not be in the Hall of Fame. Do you want to guess what his Hall of Fame probability is? I, I, it's like 60%, I think. 75% is what this has it listed yeah, as. Yeah, because he, I mean, he got... Retired, his jersey is retired now in the Phoenix Suns Hall yeah. of Fame ring of uh, ring of honor, they call it. Um, yep. But yeah, so that's the only reason I thought it was higher, just because of that. And he has a championship too. He has the championship. He has several All Star appearances. So seventy five percent. That would mean three people or four people with seventy five percent. Three of them would make the Hall of Fame. One of them wouldn't. And if you look at where he falls in the order, the person directly above him, Joe Dumars, just above seventy five percent, he's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. The two people below him. Dennis Rodman and Gail Goodrich, also at 75%, they're in the Hall of Fame. So it's almost Gail as if Goodrich, it's perfectly... I don't know who that is. I don't even know who that is either, yeah. He's probably an old-timey player, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're in the Hall of Fame. So if you, if you look at it that way, it becomes like, yeah, he's, he's not in the Hall of Fame because he's only 75%, and three out of four people around him are in the Hall of Fame. So I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Gail Goodrich last played in 1979, okay. uh, but he was an all-star in the early 70s. Gotcha. Okay. So now let's talk about what do you think would go into determining what factors go into your Hall of Fame probability? Would you guess? For mine personally, um, God, that's so tough because there, I think there's so many, like we talked about it before, I think there's a lot of players yep. that deserve to be in a Hall of Fame that are just good players, but they haven't really had a good team around them to win so a give championship. Me, give me an example. So, give me an example of that. Well, like Steve Nash, for example. You know, like he, He's won Steve multiple MVPs and he's brought his team to the NBA Finals. He's... He's been in the, you know, the 
playoffs multiple times, but he's never won a championship. But yeah. so like, I would think that he would still deserve to be in a hall of fame, but would you, because he, he, he never won a championship? F- yeah, absolutely. He, he multiple time all-star he's been MVP of the league. What twice? Yeah. And I, he, he changed the way the game was played. Right. And when right. the Suns went on those winnings, those big seasons where they won just a ton of games, he was the the leader of that team. He was the reason that the, those teams were successful. Uh, his probability is ninety eight percent, and he he is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would say Steve Nash is an easy one. Okay, and then we'll look at someone kind of similar and that like where they played for the team, you know. So you got Stoudemire, for example. Like, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Because same thing, you know. But except he hasn't won an MVP. He he was yeah. an excellent center, you know, because of Steve Nash, right? But then as soon as he got traded to a different team, he sucked. So um, so it kind of is like, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame at all? Like, what, what would be his percentage then? His seven, his percentage is actually below Sean Marion at 73, just under 73%. Yeah, and he and played for the same no team for Sean Amari Marion. Stoudemire. Yeah, you would, yeah. Because, yeah, there's no championships, no MVPs. There's um, no championships, no MVPs. He's probably like the... Uh, he probably won something for like having the most dunks in a league for that year, you know, <laughs> because he was dunking all over the place. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think my criteria is if you won MVP, it's automatic. If you won a championship, I don't think it's, it's automatic. automatic. Wow. But okay. because, I mean, I got like players on the bench that win championships, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. So. So here's what they use. NBA championships is a factor, uh, but they also use what's called NBA peak win shares. Okay. So that means does your contribution to the team they, – they try to weigh your contribution to the success of a team. Yeah. So if you're a bench player, that's going to be zero, right? Right. But if you're Steve Nash, yeah, well, that's going to be almost 10, right? Okay. Uh, so the example they have is Tony Parker. Uh, Tony Parker is 9.6 out of 10. Okay. That's his – his share of those that team being successful, Got and it. that makes sense. Yeah. Right? He was he was one of the players on that team. Uh, All star selections is part of it, but here's the one that kind of confused me the most. Height is part of it. You get oh, weird. the higher you are, it has a negative impact on your probability. So a seven footer would have a, a lower height impact than somebody let, let like Steve Nash's height. Huh. Um, and I just trying to think like, why would that be? And then it just kind of comes up, well, they're going to have higher percentage shots typically because they're a center and they're down in the paint. They're yeah. going to have more rebounds just by default. So does that help them more? So I, I thought that was interesting that they use height as a, as a reason to, to apply to somebody's hall of fame probability. Score. Yeah. So Muggsy so Bogues, uh, Bogues and Spud Webb, they had a higher probability because they were successful mm-hmm. being so short. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a higher they their height factor was more positive to their overall probability than it was, but they still need to do these other things, right? Yeah. It's not just height. Right? right, right. No, I know. But it's just interesting yeah. that they would have a higher probability yeah, than that someone like that. I don't and know, it's, it's anyone such a that's small taller factor. than them. Right. So that's that's the let's that's that's a great example. Spud Webb versus somebody that's a foot taller than him, if they have the exact same stats, Spud Webb will have a higher Hall of Fame probability because of his height. Yeah. Interesting. Which is sort of weird yeah. to me. Who do you think the highest player, highest player and Hall of Fame probability um, that is not in the Hall of Fame is? Not counting active players. <clears throat> um, probably Vince Carter. Vince Carter. Uh, I'd have to look up to see where he is. Uh, it is not Vince Carter. No? This player has a 99.7% Hall of Fame probability uh, and he's not currently in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, Vince I, Carter I, is. I don't, Vince Carter is really high on the list, though. You're not. 
Yeah. He might be second. I'd have to go through and look. Well, because Vince Carter has a 94.5% Hall of Fame probability. Yeah, because I heard recently, I, I saw that he was one of the favorites to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, him and Chauncey Billups. Yeah. So I picked those two right now because I saw that article. Other than that, I don't, I don't really... on the list. I don't really... Carmelo Anthony, but I don't know if he's eligible yet because yeah, he just see, retired. The problem with me is I don't know who's actually in the Hall of Fame compared sure, to sure. players that haven't been in there yet. So if Carmelo, yeah. Carmelo Anthony isn't in the Hall of Fame, then I would definitely go with him. Carmelo Anthony, I, I don't think he's eligible. And I don't think this other player is eligible, but it, he's the highest and it made me laugh. Dwight Howard, the freak himself. No, I think, he, I think that's a good one. He is not currently in the Hall of Fame, but you have to be three years removed from basketball. And he tried to get on. Yeah. I think he went to camp with the, the Warriors last year or maybe even earlier this year. So he's not fully eligible. Do you think Dwight Howard will be in the Hall of Fame? I think if he becomes a, a wrestler like his he wants to, then then I think that's <laughs> yeah, for the, sure. the thing that's going to move the needle to him going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's weird because like I don't think of Dwight Howard as a Hall of Famer, but I never watched a ton of Dwight Howard because you know I wasn't a Lakers fan. But he was you know finishing in the top three, four, five, top five for NBA MVP multiple years. Yeah, uh, he was defensive I, the player. I think he deserves it. Year three years in a row. Yet when you look at his stats. Absolutely. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight consecutive all-star games. Yeah. Um, he's certainly worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. In his uh, prime. I just initially, my, yeah, he in was, his prime, he was in Orlando that first, yeah, and that one year in, in LA. Yeah, he won the yeah, dunk competition, you know, at being dominant. Superman. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, defensive player of the year, three times in a row, uh, finished second in MVP voting at his peak. He was... Um, NBA first team, first defensive team, multiple years in a row. He's certainly worthy of that, yeah. and I think I think he will be in there. But I just thought it was funny when I was looking to see who is the highest that's not active and not in the Hall of Fame, and it was Dwight Howard. And I was like, of course it's Dwight Howard. Yeah. <laughs> what, what other players are on that list? Do you have that list in front of you? Uh, of ones not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Do you have like like I don't know the top yeah. five or anything? Vince or? Vince Carter yeah. is is one. He has a ninety four point five percent. Larry Faust. I'm not sure who that is. He's at ninety four point two. Um, I think that's a coach. Going down the list. Oh, maybe. Kyle Lowry is really, really high on the list. Obviously, he's still active, but that yeah. kind of made me... I guess he's won championships with, you know, win share is probably really high. Chauncey Billups, he's at 84.4%. Um, Sean Marion then is the next one. So, Sean okay. Marion's in the top five. And then um, uh, Amari is right after Marion on that list nice. of... Above seventy percent. So you're telling me there's a chance. In the health. There is a chance, absolutely. <laughs> I just don't know. You know, we'll have to see who when players become eligible, and I can pull that up real quick because that has an impact on it too, right? So Sean yeah. Marion's not going to get on it if all of a sudden, like we saw last year, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, they're suddenly now eligible. No, mm -hmm. people are going to vote for those guys over right. Sean Marion. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I got for the Hall of Fame. I just thought that was kind of funny how they use math to to, to dictate that. Um, certain players aren't eligible yet, like Luka Doncic is not eligible yet because he hasn't played the minimum requirements in order to to be considered for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Devin Booker has just become quote unquote eligible for the list, but that's why he's so far so far down on the list. Draymond's yeah. really high on the list, which I guess makes sense because he was a big part of the, that that ongoing dynasty. Um, with, I, I think with, uh, the he, Warriors. Yeah, I think he should be really high on the list, you know, because, yeah, he, he was such an impactful player for that team. So, yeah. Do you think he should be higher or lower than Clay Thompson? Mm, I think he should be higher, honestly, but I don't think he will be because he doesn't score as many points as Clay, and that's viewed as more of a thing than everything that Draymond does. Like, Draymond does a lot of things no, that he, aren't 
statistically like seen, you know, in the stats, but Clay Thompson is such a high scorer and has like these insane games too. So they're going to look at that. Draymond Green is actually higher. And I think it has to do with that year that Clay Thompson was hurt. Oh, or, okay. or not. He wasn't necessarily helping them win games more so, so that they did take into effect that. So you are, nice. you are incorrect. Cool. Draymond Green is more valuable than, than Clay Thompson, which I think is what you wanted. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Cause people see that and they actually look at that. So that's yeah. good. Okay. Awesome. All right, Ronnie, that is uh, all I have. I wanted to look at the standings before uh, we call it a day. I don't know if you wanted to go ahead and go back and talk about some all-star stuff. I do want to talk about all-star stuff. Yes, please. All right. All right. Let's, 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 let's summarize this crap. Okay. So first we have Steph Curry and Sabrina. They did the three point competition and you, did you see who won that one? Yeah, I watched all, I watched all of that cause I yeah. thought it was pretty, I actually thought it was really cool. I know yeah. you're very anti it, but, uh, I thought it was, and I, you it know was what? Fine. My, my kids, my daughters both really thought it was cool too, to yeah. see them go head to head and see it be so close. Cause it was surprisingly close. You know what? I, I would like to see them take the skills competition out because that was crap. Just get rid of that thing yeah, and then maybe just have WNBA versus NBA players. Like maybe with – you could do like skills challenge, like throw that in there with both of them versing each other. I think that would be good. Actually, I think that would be perfect. Be good for the WNBA too because yeah. they would get a, a bigger stage to see that. And, right. And like I said, if, if you're a, a girl dad like you and I are, I think it's cool to, for them to watch that. My daughter wanted to go play basketball yesterday and part of it's related to – Cool. Uh, watching some of this stuff. So yeah, and I thought Sabrina was going to win that because she was knocking down shots like no other. But then yeah, Steph Curry got on the run. court. Yep, and uh, yeah, he he showed her what's up. You know, he said he welcome to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steph Curry is the greatest three throw sh- right. three point shooter ever. So it's impossible to say like it, without even knowing Sabrina's track record. It's like yeah, no one's going to beat Steph Curry. Name any player in NBA history and they're not going to beat Steph Curry when it comes down to it. Could you imagine um, if he lost though, like all the crap he would get, you know, say they would first no, be like I don't think so. They would first be like, you know, Steph let her win and you know, but then also they would be like there's there's I don't know, he would get so much crap. Like he would be like Steph sucks. Like I he lost think to a girl. He would. No, I don't think he would cuz he is a big advocate for women's sports and he wrote if you watch the docu-series that they did on him he he wrote a college paper on uh inclusion women inclusion in professional sports i mean yeah. that he's it's a passion of his and then he beat the crap so out of her <laughs> <laughs> well he's still a competitor and he's still the best in the world but i think if he would have lost he would have been extremely gracious yeah. and he would have he is he is legitimately the best person to be in that position uh for for the one because he's so good and two because of his views on on the subject yeah. Uh, so Sabrina got to use a WNBA ball, which makes sense. She's a WNBA player. Curry used the NBA balls. The, now, I she shot from three-point range of the NBA, which I think is important to note. Yeah. Because that's the only way to make it even. It's the same distance, right? The balls I don't care as much about, whatever one they're most, most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But the distance, I think I think it was – I was glad that they used the consistent uh, depth for the shots. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was cool to watch. I, I really cool. enjoyed I it, it overall. So that was, And the floor, yeah. too. I want to talk about the floor. What did you think about the digital floor, the LED floor? I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be really ugly and bright. Oh, I, I, like I was thinking it was going to look like the NBA in-season tournament floors, which were just super gaudy. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I really but enjoyed it. I like how it. they changed it to like the Boston Celtics floor during Jim <clears throat> uh, Brown's dunks and, yeah. and, and some of the stuff they did. I thought they used it. Uh, without being distracting. Yeah. I th- so they didn't use it during the actual all-star game, 
But if you watch, which is good as well. Yeah. yeah. But if you watch the, you know, they, I think they should have, you know, just to make it more entertaining because that game was crap to watch. But anyways, the celebrity game though, they watch, they use a digital floor. So, and that was really cool to watch because, um, they did some interesting things where like they had the little ruffles button where if you push the button, it would change all the points on the floor to double points for two minutes. So that was kind of interesting to watch. <laughs> but also that what they did is they, they placed a picture of the coaches. So they had Stephen A. Smith as one coach, which, oh God, I hate him by the way. So to, I can't stand yes, Stephen A. Smith, that's, that, yeah. that was hard to watch. But then Shannon, uh, I forget what his name is, but, uh, you know, they had the, the other guy, Shannon, he was the coach of the other play. They had their faces on the floor and any time you shot from their face, then it would give them like double the points. It would get, no, it would give them six points too, <laughs> but then their face, the six point shot. yeah. So they're, but it was like really close to the rim though. Like it was like a little closer than like the free throw line. They just had to like shoot from that. So it was kind of interesting to see what they could do like with those types of things with a digital floor, just like moving things around because their face would kind of like change to a different spot. So every possession change. So you had to kind of find their face, you know, it wasn't in the same spot. So it was, that made it interesting. And uh, yeah, I was just thinking of like, what could they do in the future to, to utilize that floor too? What are some of the ideas that, that I would have? And I was thinking like if, if a player like gets destroyed, you know, where he falls hard on the floor, just like have like blood splatter and stuff, like have a little GTA <laughs> you know, effect on there. Yeah. Or I heard, I heard from someone too, like if, if someone like starts laying on the floor, like the complaining about their foul and everything, they, after he gets up, they'll have like a little chalk line of him. You know, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like stuff like that, you know, but, um, or like, you remember the game, um, NBA jam, you know, where they had like things catching on fire. Maybe they could have the floor catch on fire from like three point land and stuff like that. You know, just like little, <laughs> just have, like, silly a little stuff. flame follow Steph Curry as he runs. Right. Exactly. Across the court. Yeah. Just like follow him. Like this dude's. Yeah. This dude's or right or like with yeah. Trey Young, even though I hate him, like it would be cool to see a little ice trail behind him, you know, freezing the court. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of made it really interesting. And I was started, started coming up with all these ideas as I was watching it. I think if they were to ever do that, they would first do it not on the court, but like on the the TV screen, like they they would yeah. do it after the fact or or uh, as the game's going on. Did you so s- not interfere with the actual players? So on Nickelodeon yeah. this year for the Super Bowl, they had their yes, their little yes. thing that they're doing. So maybe do something like that. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that, yeah. Just yeah, kind of have heard, an overlay on the court for just TV. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny. I think they should do what they did for the celebrity game. Just in, like have that court for the NBA All Star game, and like I said, just make it more enter- entertaining because that game was so hard to watch. I didn't even turn it on, but. I've heard from my friends too, you know, they were like, I, it was stupid and they scored like 200 points. So it was just not worth watching. And yeah, it was stupid, like 200 points each per, per contest. So whatever. I, I don't even want to talk about that. It was dumb. If you watched it, I'm sorry. If you didn't like me, if you skipped it, very smart of you. Good job. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not meant to be a competitive game. No. And uh, so I read, and this is something we could talk about. I, I read some things about how the NBA all-star game is broken and blah, 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 blah. Is there a professional sports all-star game that isn't broken? Because Good they point. changed football to be flag football. They, you know, baseball is, people have complained about it for years. All of these all-star games are broken. So I don't, I don't necessarily know that the NBA one is broken. Is the baseball it's one broken? Be, I thought baseball was pretty good uh, because base- don't you have to play for the home advantage for like no, the. Nope. No. That doesn't matter. They took that away because oh. um, they were complaining about it because you might legitimately have players that. No, they're not going to make the World Series. So, what's their motivation for oh, that? Okay. Well, okay, and then so, no, that's, how about that's hockey? The then do they do they just? I don't crap no, around in hockey. I, I don't watch hockey. I, I don't 
really know like that's got to be a good one because the goalie is wants to stop like all these all-stars coming at him right so i, I i'm sure he's playing good de- uh, i think that's what it's about is defense and we talked about what we can do and what ideas we have to make the all-star game more competitive and everything defense gets people hurt though ronnie and they don't want to get hurt well if if you're i think if the mvp trophy you know, and, you know instead of going to Lillard like it did this year for having 39 points if it went to the best defensive guy Maybe that would help bring the a little bit of competition back to the All Star because you want to give it to the guy that has the most blocks and steals and who's actually playing defense instead of just letting guys walk by him. You know, I would say the opposite. I would go back to let's just make the court silly and entertaining yeah. and try to rec- just embrace that it's not competitive like they did in football. Yeah, and and focus more on the skills challenges and and more you know like we talked about college three point versus NBA three point like have make it more more about basketball than maybe NBA players and let the NBA players still do their game and, and have fun and celebrate. I mean, um, or make, I make them all wear sumo suits. From so a player's care. point of view, you know, because like they're, they're on their break, right? They're just there to have fun. They don't want to get injured for the rest of the season, but it's just one game. So I, from the fans point of view, like I, I, what made it so competitive? Like back in the day when it was Jordan and Charles Barkley and like when they were actually like versing each other they were playing hard you know what what changed to where now now it became what it is now where they just don't care i don't i don't understand it's money is what changed right i because guess they get hurt then they lose out on on millions they didn't get paid the same way they did back then yeah. so it was more about pride than anything now it's it's about money and you can't blame the guys the the, the, the league is successful they created this monster and, and they want to make sure that they can profit from it yeah so. all right well going back to the all-star a little bit so the three-point yeah. competition. Did you watch that one? I did, but I, I saw that Dame has won back-to-back. Yeah. So I thought that was and cool. I, that was just probably my most so favorite thing to watch for the weekend. I Steph love watching Curry the three-point competition. Curry was not in the three-point competition, if no, I recall correctly. he wasn't. He, okay. He only participated in the, the auxiliary contest. Okay. But if he was in the competition, he would have won it because he had 29 points to Damian Lillard's uh, 26 that won the game. Okay. So I kind of okay. found that interesting. So um, there was a lot of big names, though. Trey Young, Halliburton. Carl Anthony Tams, Damian Lillard, Laurie Markkinen, um, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, and Malik Beasley. They were all in it. Malik Beasley got last, by the way. So, <laughs> um, so but the top three was was Dame, and then Trey and Carl Anthony Towns. They were the top three. So, uh, yeah, twenty six oh, points, twenty four points, twenty two points. So, yeah, it was cool to see him win back to back. So he's undefeated. I hope he's back next year so he could defeat it, just like Mac yeah. McClung. He came back Mac to defeat McClung. his his title, and he won it again, which is insane. And I remember saying this last year too, but it's just so cool to see. Like, you know, all this saying, you know, white man can't jump and everything like that. I just love seeing everyone come around him. You know, especially all these NBA players who are black. You know, but they just like surround him and they love, they respect him for just his dunks and just his style of play. It doesn't matter if you're white or black or anything like that. It's just like you're just. He's just a really good player, and I don't know why I just love that so much. Like, just the players he's surrounding him. He's not a really him, good player, you know? though. Let's let's shut that down. He's, he's, he's a good dunker. A really good dunker. He's good at dunking. He is not a good player. That is why he's not on an NBA roster. I, I love hearing the announcer saying, like, I, this guy needs to be in an NBA team, you know, because... No, he doesn't. Dude, okay, so we need to back up a little bit. Did you watch any of the Rising Stars game? Nope. Okay, so watch that because Mac McClung was dominating with all these young guys, all these rising stars. Like he, he was one of the best players out there. Even though Matherin won the MVP because he's on Team Jalen, but it was it was really good watch. And by the way, that is a really a really fun game to watch too because they're actually playing hard. They're playing both offense and defense, 
And there was also a little deal where uh, Matherin was talking talking smack to uh, Jade and Ivy uh, on the court too. Was it? Is this, is Ivy's first name Jaden? <laughs> Did I get that? Jaden Ivy is his, yeah, okay. his name. Okay, but they were talking crap to each other during the game too. Like they were actually getting into it. There was a cool little thing too where Matherin was on the free throw line, you know, and he he said to somebody, he's like twenty five thousand dollars if I make this free throw, and he missed it. So, but but the other guy that he was saying it to, you know, he was like, I should have taken that back because he didn't take it, you know. Yeah. But they were having fun with it, but it was competitive, and they, they had it set up to where there was four teams, and if your team didn't win, then your team didn't move on to the championship, you know, the, out of those four teams. So it was like first quarter, two teams played second or second. Match, you know, two teams play, then those two teams that won, you know, would play each other. Yeah, it's, a, which, it's called a bracket run. Yeah. I think so, we all know how that works. But it was like instant, you know, so, and it was cool to see it yeah. that way. Um, Wimbin Yama, he didn't move on. His team didn't move on. He His team lost. So I I really thought Victor was going to play with Chet Holmgren. I wanted them to be on the same team, but they didn't play together. So I was kind of disappointed about that. But the, my whole point of all this is that Macca McClum was scoring a lot of points here. He was he was dominating with all these really good players in here. And it was just a really exciting to watch. They need to incorporate whatever they're doing here. Maybe they need to split the the East versus West game and they need to split them in into four different groups and whoever wins moves on to the next point. I think that might bring it back. That might bring back the competitiveness of I it. I think Mac McClung had more to prove than these other players that are on NBA rosters. So yeah, he's going to try harder and he's going to have what he puts in is is going to be better because he has more to win by being that representative. He's not a good basketball player. And he I say is, that though. meaning you got to watch the he, game. He's he's not an NBA quality basketball player. If he was an NBA quality basketball player, he would be in the NBA. He was in the NBA, but for some reason the team that he yeah. signed for, oh, for didn't play him because he wasn't good. But he when he played, good. he was scoring, so I don't understand it. When he played, I I I I just completely disagree with you. Yes, he had a great game with the 76ers at the end of last season when all those teams were resting their starters for a playoff push. He dominated in that game. Absolutely. I'm not going to disagree with that. He is an inconsistent shooter. He has not great handles. He turns the ball over too much. He doesn't make great passes, but he can dunk really well, but that's not good enough to be in the NBA. Yeah. All right. We'll never agree on this. I, I hate that you don't like okay. him. I hate that you don't like him. It's not that I don't like him. You I'm hate him, Jonathan. For the guy. You just, I'm rooting for the you guy. You just don't want him to be I, in the NBA. If the Suns sign him, I'm going to be like, that's such a waste oh, because be he's so not awesome. worth the roster spot. Come on, Suns. Do what's right. <laughs> They're not. So he, not. he, But he won. Yeah. He won back-to-back years. Yeah. Uh, he beat Jalen Brunson. The, it was a 49 to nope, 47. He did not beat Jalen Brunson because Jalen oh, Brunson I'm sorry, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. My bad. Wrong Jalen. So Jalen Brown was... His dunks are kind of boring, yeah. and I, I, I don't know why everyone hates on Jalen Brown so much. I like the guy, but he he did not belong in this dunk contest. For for contrast, he jumped over somebody that well, I think was like five three that was sitting down in a chair. <laughs> Jalen Brown dunked over him. Cool. Yeah. Mac McClung jumped over Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> and it's just like how are the, those things aren't even close to the same zip code. This is like. Mac McClung playing in an NBA game is like Jalen Brown going against Mac McClung in a dunk contest. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't belong. Yeah. And it was pretty obvious that Jalen Brown was in over his head. The guy from Miami dunked over um, Shaq too as well. How do you say his name? Oh, is did it he? Jaime Jacquez? I don't have his name in front of me. Jaime Jaquez sounds, yeah. sounds right. Yeah. But he, he jumped over Triple him J? too. He actually jumped over him before Jalen or uh, before Mac McClung oh, yeah? did. 
Okay. Uh, you know That's what my funny. favorite dunk was for Mac McClung was the very first one he did where he kind of, he, he jumped over somebody, but then he threw the ball to himself in the air and then he reverse dunked it too. I thought that was a really cool dunk that for very first one he did. Yeah. Just he, insane that he could do too. that. His, his first dunk was the best, but for whatever ridiculous scoring system they have. Um, it <laughs> score I, I, the, the dunk contest is a total sham as well. Yeah, everything's a sham. Everything's fake. That's my mood today, Ronnie. Everything's a scam <laughs> and everything's fake. Um, he he is such a good dunker, and this goes back to what we said. Open it up to college kids. Let them showcase their dunks. Open up the skills challenge to you know the professor and the Harlem Globetrotters, and just make it make it fun. Yeah, yeah. Have the WNBA WNBA players join the dunk competition too, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Uh, Jacob Toppin was in this, by the way, too. But uh, yeah, he, he didn't he was, do very good. Mac McClung was in a different league than the rest yeah. of these guys in the dunk. I, I would say Jaime of the Heat was probably pretty close. Yeah, but again, he has nothing to gain from winning the dunk contest, right? <laughs> because he has an NBA contract, and he he is. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year because Wemby and Cheddar are both doing great. But he is certainly making a name for himself in his rookie season, where Mac McClung doesn't have that. So. Okay, so a couple other things just to touch on this too. So Embiid, after this, after watching the dunk competition, Embiid said he claimed that he could win the event if he wasn't nursing a knee injury. I was like, no, he couldn't. Like, that's stupid. Like, what is Embiid going to do that Mac McClung can't do? You know, like, yeah. Embiid is just a really <laughs> big guy. And yeah, Embiid doesn't dunk all that much. It's not like he's going to go flying through the air or anything like that. If he did, you know, that'd be cool I to watch. I think I would win the dunk contest if it wasn't for <laughs> this paper cut on my thumb. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, who cares, Joel Embiid? You won MVP. That's way more important. Yeah. How about you win a playoff series? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. And then uh, Larry Bird, he before the All-Star game, he said, I hope to see some competitive fire in Sunday's evening All-Star game. So, yeah, Larry Bird was talking about all that, you know, and then, like, they just, Larry Bird, no, nobody cares about Larry Bird, basically, you know, no one cares I what he says. I would love so. to see, like, a Legends three-point competition yeah right bring larry bird out yeah get reggie miller out there uh against damian lillard and, and let them that was one of my ideas they should have a, a yeah, WNBA like versus a current player who's like like steph curry and uh a all-star like mitch richmond i want to see him out there like he's my guy you know he was actually one yeah. of the one of the um voters or whatever it's called one one of the guys for the all for the dunk judges? competition so that was kind of yeah. cool one of the judges yeah um and then yeah lillard won mvp 39 points um lastly adam silver said no all-star tweak can change the fact that players don't care anymore yes i agree with you mr silver (laughs) such a great commissioner when are you gonna dress up as him and are we gonna are you gonna dress up as him for the i'm already dressed dressed up as adam silver right now no you're not you don't you're Um, not wearing a suit right now you're not wearing a suit i'm wearing a suit you need bigger ears and a creepy smile That is my new look. He has huge ears. You have little tiny ones. If you just get bigger no, ones, I, I then... No, I got big ears, eh. but they're not Adam Silver yeah, big. Yeah, I need to get prosthetics, yeah. is what you're saying. I need to have cosmetic surgery to make my ears bigger <laughs> so I can look more like Adam yeah. Silver. I can't wait. We're going to do that. Yeah. By the way, did Draymond Green and Charles Barkley, I heard they were going to get their own All-Star Game broadcast. Did they get that? I don't. I didn't see any of that, but maybe I missed it because I didn't watch an All-Star they Game. They did, yeah. yeah they did? I, they had like a... How was that? Uh, I watched part of it during uh, one of the the things. It was like the, like they do the Manning cast for for football. Oh, okay. It was like it was like that with Draymond and Charles Barkley. It was actually pretty good. I would have liked I, to watch that. 
it was entertaining. I think I have it recorded on my my DVR. If, if uh, you want to come over, we can watch that. But it was good. It was entertaining. I mean, Charles Barkley is hilarious. Yeah. And Draymond Green is just unpredictable. So that, that's yeah. a good combination. Dude, I was so frustrated because I I tried recording all these games and then it, you know, because I was at Disneyland, right? And then I got back home and it like recorded this alt cast from some people I didn't care about. And they were, they were barely covering the, what was going on with the dunk competition. And then it didn't record all the way, like it cut out. So I didn't get to see like the last part I had. And then I went to go watch these on like NBA app, right? None of these games are found on the NBA app. I'm like, what, what kind of, what crap is this? You know, the place I watched it was on YouTube and it was just like the highlights. So I was like, I I can't believe like how hard it is to find. Like why wouldn't the NBA Put this on their app so you can watch it later. And see, the NBA League Pass is—it's not a cheap thing to do. Right? You think it would be on there? Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. And then I couldn't find it on TNT where it was broadcasted. Like they didn't—they weren't replaying it at all. So I was like, that was just weird. Like if you wanted to rewatch this, you had to record it that night. Otherwise, you couldn't watch it. It was really weird. But yeah, that was my last bit, I guess. All right. Uh, I just want to do a quick rundown of the Eastern and Western Conference. And Ronnie, this is going to be quick fire. We're going to start at the bottom of the West, and I'm going to say, are they a playoff team? And you're going to say yes or no, uh, now that we know you know, we know we what these teams are. We've seen them. Dude, I'm so optimistic. Uh, so I'm going to say all of them are playoff teams. I know. <laughs> I know. That's, that's what I'm waiting to see. Right. Ronnie said 12 teams are playoff teams. Uh, it doesn't work that way. So uh, let's start with the Spurs. No. The Trailblazers. <laughs> no. The Grizzlies. No. The Rockets. No. The Jazz. No. The Warriors. No, they're 10th right now. Nope. Still 10th. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers? Yes. The Suns? Yes. The Mavericks? Yes. The Kings? <sighs> yes. The Pelicans? Yes. I assume the rest yeah, are the rest yes. Are, uh, yeah, I think... So you have you have <clears throat> the, uh, the Lakers as a yes yeah. and everything above. So, so obviously the top nine. nine out of... Yeah. Can't be playoff teams. So one of those teams, if I were to pick one of those teams, maybe I would I would probably go with Dallas Mavericks as the no. Like I would maybe really? take them out of there. Drop I, off? I think they're on a seven game winning streak, but yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't think they deserve <laughs> to be in the playoffs. The Warriors are three games over five hundred. They've won three games in a row, <laughs> so they were right at five hundred when this this happened. I right now they're in the playing game, so it would be let's see how does the playing game work? It would be the Suns and the Kings and the Lakers and the Warriors. Oh man, that'd be so good. Just I hope it I stays like that. I don't want the Suns to be in the playing game. Me neither, but that'd be so to exciting six. to watch though. I don't want to play the Warriors in a playing game if I'm in that situation, yeah. regardless, right? Because oof. Can you imagine though, Jamon versus Nurkic in a playoff or in a play in game? Come on, bring it. I want to I see just, it. I, I, I want to be secure because yeah. the playoffs, yeah, these one games are, they're so pressure packed. And, and like if the Suns lose to the Kings and the Kings become the seventh seed, then the Suns have to play the winners of the Lakers or the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just ugly. Yeah. Uh, any, any surprises on here? <clears throat> I, I, the Clippers being third is always a surprise because you, you know, they're one injury away from falling apart. They look really good this year, though, and I, they look good every I year. Don't, it's I'm tough. not surprised by them because I always thought if they were healthy, they could be up there. I am surprised yeah. about the Timberwolves, though, being number one. I didn't so think they were going to be 40 number and one. 17 right now, yeah. I'm, the Nuggets falling to four, that's kind of surprising. The Nuggets, I was going to say, the Nuggets falling to fourth is a little bit surprising, but they, they I don't want to face them. Right. Uh, I, I, you're, you're a Suns fan. Which team do you want to face in the first round of the playoffs? Well, I was going to say the Mavericks, but I just hate watching Luca so much. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. That would just be bad TV. 
<laughs> but I would probably want to watch a rematch between the Suns and the Clippers. The Suns and the Clippers? I think the Clippers probably... were kind of like snubbed last year because uh, Kawhi got hurt, you know, so they, they were lost in yeah. the first round. So I would like to see a healthy Clippers versus healthy Suns. The the Suns, I would take the Suns over the Thunder just for the postseason experience that the Thunder don't have. I feel like that that stage might get to them a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to see the Suns play any of these other teams in the first round. Right. Uh, I just think it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I mean, all of these teams are great. Like, th- that's why I'm just going yeah. for, like, just, um, I don't know, like, viewing value, I guess. You know, I just want to see the Clippers yeah. versus the Suns. Yeah. That's what I was going for. So let's look at the East a little bit here. We have the top 10 teams. Uh, well, outside of the top 10. So the Nets would be the 11th and the Raptors the 12th. Are they capable of moving into the play-in game, any of those teams? So the Nets got rid of their coach, and they're doing a, a, a Again, coach yeah. difference right now. So they're changing out. So I don't think that's going to – I never think coaches make a difference. It's the players that make a difference. So, no, I don't think they're going to be up there. I, I, I hate saying that. Raptors had because, a fire sale, so they're, yeah. they're done. Well, and then yeah. Ben Simmons came back, though. So is he going to make a difference? So maybe there's going to be a little improvement. But And they still have Mikel Bridges. They still have Cam Johnson, who's not really doing much this year. But, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think that they're going to – I think that's their true record. The reason they had a good record last year was because they had Kevin Durant, and then they got rid of him. So, so I, I agree with you. Um, any surprises here in the East? To me, it was the Magic. The Magic being at six, I guess they're tied for sixth with the Pacers. They they really have improved drastically since last year. Well, let's go through what, the list here. So, cool so Pistons are last, right? And then Wizards, yeah, Hornets, Raptors, Nets, and then we got Hawks, Bulls, Heat. Pacers. Um, then we got Magic, 76ers, Knicks, Bucks, Cavaliers, and Celtics. So I think the surprise here, I don't really see any surprises, honestly. I, I mean, maybe the biggest surprise the is the one. 76ers are dropping so yeah. so big because of Embiid's injury. Embiid's I thought they injury. were going to yep. stay up there still. I thought they had a decent team, but as soon as Embiid left, they, they were just doing crap. Well, its team is built around him, yeah. The, the Magic won 34 games last year. They're 32 and. 25 this year. I think that to me is the biggest turnaround. You know, last year was Paolo Bencaro's first year. They got better. He's getting better. That That's a pretty big surprise to me. The Heat, which is essentially the same team that went to the... Well, I guess that's not true. They lost a lot of guys in the offseason. I think, no, that's uh, a surprise to me. I didn't think... Because the last two years, they were like one of the best teams. And all of a sudden... Right. Well, they lost a ton of people, though. Yeah, that's, but that's their core, they're, like their starters were still there for the most part. Butler, Bam. Yeah. Well, they lost uh, Struess... They lost Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. They lost um, another guy, I thought, too. But they Maybe still have Hero, and he wasn't healthy most of the time. So, But <laughs> now gone. he is healthy. Haslam. Hero, Butler, and Bam are the big three. Haslam was they a different huh? Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> they brought in Terry Rozier. I'm glad to see the Hawks are 10th. You know, they're around the bubble. I hope they drop to the 11th and the Nets take that over. That'd be nice to see. <laughs> I think the Hornets have a chance because they do have some injuries with the ball. I know they only no. have 14 games, but I i mean, the Brooklyn Nets are, you know, they're at 21 games. Or let me go to the Hawks, who are actually in the play-in, 24 games. They're, yeah, they're 10 games behind the Hawks. So, yeah, I, I, I think the Hornets could string together some wins and maybe take that spot, move up there. It would be really tough, but, yeah. So, let's, let's the Celtics are going to, they're just going to run away with this Yeah, division. they're dominating, yeah. I mean, it's, they have the 45 Cavs, wins, yeah. and the Cavs have 36 wins, so there's a big gap there. There's a bigger gap from second to eighth than there is from first to second. You know? <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. It should just stack up. It's it's gonna be a fun end of the season as as these teams start to jockey for position because you don't wanna be 
seven, eight, nine, ten, because you don't want to play in that play-in game. You want to get to at least six. And in the West, they're they're so stacked up. They're very, very close to each other. When you look at you know fifth through tenth, really, yeah, uh, they're four <clears> games <throat> within each other. In the East, it's like you said, they're very, very close. They're very, very stacked up. So. It should be fun to watch the season come to an end. Yeah. I, uh, I wish the Bulls were up there. They're such a fun team to watch, and they're just kind of stuck in this ninth position, and there's such a big gap, you know, from from eighth to tenth. Yeah. They're just going to, like, probably stay there and play in, and but at least they could play in. I, I think they're going to win. Uh, they're going to get into uh, the playoffs. I just think they're too injured and too dysfunctional. Well, I think they're going to get healthy. That's why I think they're going to be able to get into there. They'll be healthy at yeah. the end of the year. Time will tell. Speaking of time, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks, Ronnie.